Hey everybody, it's Bevan, and you're listening to Bevan, a fam over 40, and her friends. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about Christmas Eve and adopting that mentality as kind of a life coping skill. Um, but first, I want to talk about Patreon. I am a Patreon-supported artist. I am pretty much completely funded, almost, from the Patreon that I run that centers Fat Kid Dance Party, which is my aerobics class for all bodies, anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness, if you've ever been called too fat, uh, too much, or felt too awkward to dance, it's the supportive class for you. It's basically the aerobics I wanted to make, uh, influenced heavily by uh, the flamboyance of Richard Simmons, the uh, aesthetic and loudness of Miss Piggy, and then like the flair, sweetness, and kindness, and smartness of Dolly Parton, and I mashed it all up and I made aerobics out of it. Um, that is part of my Patreon. You can join my weekly aerobics class. I'm super excited to uh, welcome Liz from I Don't Know Where uh, to the Facky Dance Party regulars, as well as Christy, who is from Auburn, Washington, who will be partying with me every week. I have a new uh, episode up. And um, there's always five classes to choose from. During the corona, we're doing five. Um, it was four before. I just felt like more, more people at home, more aerobics to be done. So there's a 45-minute class, a 55-minute class, um, a 10-minute class, and a 20-minute class. And they all kind of have different... Um, not, I don't want to say agendas, but they all have different intentions for what kinds of healing are available, different soundtracks and things like that. So a little something different every time. Um, and also, in addition to that, I have Bevan's Bites, which is an exclusive podcast of many episodes centered around self-care. There's some Reiki healing, some meditations in there. So it's just kind of like extra special self-care nuggets and tools from my heart to yours, um, as well as like some just private stuff that I only share over there. Um, cause I think modeling my process helps people sort of understand how their process can look. And by process, I mean healing and it's messy. So, um, and also I just want to welcome Elena who also joined me at the Bevan's Bites level. So every dollar counts, five bucks a month makes a huge difference in my life and, uh, really helps me create amazing content for y'all. A new thing I'm doing, if you want to join my workout class for free, I'm doing it as a live stream on Facebook now at 10 a.m. on Saturdays. Um, I hesitated ever to like start a regular class on live stream, mostly because I travel a lot pretty frequently, right? Um, and then here we are. I'm not traveling for a while. <laughs> We're in quarantine, so let's do, I'm calling it Vacation Goddess School. It is, this is not a vacation, but I believe we can treat every day like a vacation with the sacredness and presence that we bring to a vacation um, and a joy and letting it be different. So Vacation Goddess School is basically a way for me to do a spiritual sift of Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics and like find, because it's, it's, it's still a spiritual class, but I would call it secular in its, uh, in its true state. Um, but it's just whatever is coming through me is what the playlist will be. I love to take requests too. So if you're one of my regulars on my Patreon, please send me music requests or things that you like. Um, and anyway, so Vacation Goddess School is just on my heart to share the things that are helping me the most during this quarantine and also during just kind of an uncertain, an uncertain life. You can actually go back six months on my podcast and listen to like how I felt about moving <laughs> to Washington state. Um, I moved here six months ago, almost to the day. And 
Um, I'm just so grateful for the folks who are subscribed to my weekly online aerobics, which enabled me to make this move and to be able to kind of center this like very homebound life. So I feel like really strong in quarantine um, for a lot of reasons. And I, I attribute my Patreon to be one of them. And I'm super appreciative of everyone who trusts me with their self-care practice. Um, I love teaching online aerobics. It's one of my very favorite things. I mean, I love teaching in-person aerobics too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but getting to like, I just did a whole class for International No Diet Day that was centered in the UK. Like I went across the world digitally to teach Packy Dance Party to like 30 people on Zoom. It was so much fun. Um, and yeah, so I'm just like really helped by moving a lot. So I've been moving a whole lot, you know, because I'm an aerobics instructor and it's spring and like I'm not feeling so depressed anymore and I'm teaching all these live stream classes. So I am like moving and it's really helping my vibe and my joy. And I'm also really relying on my relationship to God, which is my first value. And I, I don't even say faith. I say my relationship to God because I think that really puts the responsibility in my hands to create and curate the practices that cultivate that relationship. Um, and so sharing kind of, and music has been a huge help too. So it's like those three things that like God, music, um, and movement trifecta have just been like everything for me. And I'm really excited to have a little venue where I can share uh, some of that practice. And after each class, I do a 22 minute movement class. It's really designed like you could like, you know, get in your sports wear if that feels good to you. But it's really designed to be able to be done in your pajamas or whatever you happen to be wearing at the time, uh, wherever you are. And even laying in a bed, just like vibing with us and visualizing that is the work. So wherever you are, however you are, I do it 10am Saturdays, uh, facebook.com slash Bevan's party. I'll put the link in the show notes, but also Patreon. Uh, if you want to join that, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash F-K-D-P, which stands for Facky Dance Party. And now on with the show. Okay, so... To start off, I just want to say this is a mid-roll, so I have already recorded the rest of this episode, the meat of my idea about treating every day like Christmas Eve, but there were two things that were important that I left out. I really struggle, actually, knowing whether to just speak from the heart or speak from the heart with notes, and I do a little bit of both, uh, but mostly I don't read, I just speak from the heart, and I miss two things. So an important concept that I wanted to talk about is I'm using Christmas Eve specifically because that's my birthday. So I'm very Christmas identified. I think anyone who knows me knows I just go hard for Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Christmas cheer. I love Christmas spirit. And like for me, I am like a yes and spiritual person. So I'm like Christmas and everything else and all the things. But for me, I'm like focusing this on like a Christmas Eve um, mentality just because I'm using Christmas as a metaphor for anticipation and like um, surprise. But you could easily adopt this mentality as whatever type of holiday or anticipatory surprise is relevant for you in your practices and your traditions. And it doesn't even have to have anything to do with an actual holiday. It can just be like a vacation mentality, like vacation Eve, like that, you know, how Disneyland is like an anticipatory thing. And I will still go hard for Dollywood being better than Disneyland. Oh, I said it. Um, I say it every time. <laughs> But anyway, like, but the anticipation I have about going to Dollywood or that you might have about going to Disneyland, right? As a kid, that energy, that's what we're harnessing. So that I really meant to make that clear in the episode and I failed to make that clear. Um, and I also wanted to suggest as like a super easy self-care practice that you can use, um, is listening to Solfreggio, uh, frequency, uh, 
things on the internet. It's music. Like you can look it up on, it's like megahertz. Um, it's HZ. I, I always just Google HZ. I can never remember how to print, how to spell solfeggio. Um, but basically they're frequencies that help to kind of tune your vibe. Um, and some have specific, uh, purposes. I think, uh, the one that's like for crown chakra, I think it's 932. Um, I like a lot. I also like the 600 one that is for harmonizing relationships like YouTube and, and Spotify have you covered on it, but it's just an easy way to like get some energy moving and, um, vibe you up. Um, my, one of my, uh, coaching clients, uh, I did, uh, I always do Reiki as part of my coaching and, um, I was like cleaning her aura and it was the cleanest aura I'd ever come across in my career as an energy healer three or four years. Um, but still I was like, this is remarkable. What are you doing? And she's like, well, I listen to those megahertz all the time. And I was like that it's powerful. So just want to pass that along to you. as like an easy thing you can do to just like, even if you're feeling stressed and working a lot or whatever. Um, I used to use them when I lived next door to some people who were selling meth and we were sharing a driveway and I would just turn all of those frequencies up really loud to like kind of chill out my vibe, my house, my pets. The other big thing I forgot to mention in the other part of the episode is um, to acknowledge our darkness. So we are all feeling hard feelings in this time. We're always feeling hard feelings all the time, right? And so just having practices that help support you like venting and moving um, those feelings. So that's why movement has been such a big practice for me in these times and also journaling. So doing things where you're getting stuff out, shaking it out, whatever you can do. Um, cause those feelings are very real and we want to honor them, but we also want to keep them moving. So that is what I missed. Here's the rest of the episode. I had a music break and I'm pretending like I'm not just standing right here where I was <laughs> when I left off before the music break. Hi everybody. Okay. Today I wanted to talk about Christmas Eve feels. Uh, this has been an idea and a topic that has been brewing on my heart since I interviewed Joey for my podcast about a month ago. Um, you can go back and listen to that episode. Super good. It's about being present to the present moment and kind of like blanking out everything that ever happened before. Uh, really like being a clear vessel for spirit, uh, which is also like kind of come together with like Jenny in my most recent episode talking about being a hollow bone for spirit. And by for spirit, that could be if you're a psychic channeling, right? Like that's the war your trade. But I think everyone is a conduit for God and for God energy. Um, and I think we all have different ways of connecting. Some people are very talented musicians and it like comes through in that way. Um, some people are just talented creators, no matter what they touch. Um, it just, it comes through, through creation. Some people just have a knowing, uh, some people, you know, have a hearing or seeing, you know, it's just a matter of like learning how to tune to that radio dial and like keep the static clear. So the presence manifest work really helps with that, I think. Um, so go back and study what Joey says. It's really, I, I took notes so and I'm working on like really like clearing those old data things and just letting my life be new and fresh every day so I've been thinking a lot about like how to have that feeling tone um, because you know I'm thinking ahead to um, I'm in this like middle point where my uh, my big gay divorce my breakup is over um, I feel super neutral like um, two years ago my ex and I were shopping for our wedding venue um, in near Dollywood and I looked at the pictures because you know what it's beautiful there it's one of my favorite places in the whole world I love thinking about Dollywood and right now I can't go to Dollywood because it's closed like everywhere else so 
I was looking back at it and I was like, oh, look at all my growth. I don't really care about seeing pictures of her. You know, feeling super neutral, right? So I'm neutralizing that past experience and really looking forward and excited and anticipating a future relationship, you know? And I'm going to say one, not knowing if that's really it, but like just intending for, for a partnership that lasts and um, really, really wanting to enjoy a honeymoon period. I haven't had a honeymoon period in like seven years. I'm like, do. <laughs> And so I was thinking about that and I was just thinking ahead to that vibe and that, that like, what is it, what's good about a honeymoon period? And it's really number one chemicals, obviously, like there's a lot of hormones involved. Hormones change your experience um, of the world. Like when you transition, uh, you undergo brain change because your hormones change. When you go through menopause, you undergo brain change. Like literally parts of your personality shift when you have different hormones. And, um, and also so can your weight. Like pe some people are just fat because of like weight and hormone stuff like that is just very real and I don't think people we have a narrative in our society that fat people are only fat because of lifestyle but that's like only one of like many ways that people are fat like people are fat from genetics from hormonal changes um, from disease side effects from disease or side effects from treatments um, there's a lot of reasons that can be really rough for a person that involve a weight change up or down, which is why I think all bodies are off limits for conversation unless the person brings it up to me. And if someone wants to talk about their body or their body change, uh, I think that's great for them. And they should always ask for consent from that person to talk about bodies too. It's just a really tender way of treating people um, around a subject that is very fraught for people. Um, I say all of that as a total sidebar, but I think it's relevant because it was International No Diet Day yesterday. Um, it's also the Scorpio full moon, which means that, uh, that we are in heavy, like, life and death energy, light and dark energy. Scorpio is obsessive. Scorpio is passionate. And that can be a great thing or that can be a super toxic hard thing. Scorpios are swimming in secrets. Um, uh, but the full moon is just such a potent opportunity to just give thanks for all the things that are just really bright in our life, right? And also giving thanks for our shadow sides and the parts of us that, like, we're not super proud of, but we know are, like, part of us. And sometimes part of accepting and loving our darkness is releasing it and, like, working on ourselves and knowing that, like, our experience of the world is only improved as we work on ourselves and our experience of the world. So I really want you to like think about what kind of tools you have available to you that maybe you're not using, you know, that can help out in these times, um, especially if you're feeling rough, you know, um, I have really been inspired just like talking to my friends. Um, a lot of my friends in recovery are really like still doing the work. Um, I just read a good article and I'm actually going to post it in the show notes, um, about like different tools from recovery. Um, and I mean recovery, like 12 step recovery, but it's really just, these are all good tools for just like living life in a balanced way, like emotionally and not letting things turn over our apple carts. Right. Um, a lot of us are dealing with the death of something, whether that's a person, whether that's collective or whether that's like a job or like a relationship ending or a living situation ending or, you know, an animal companion passing away. Like there's so many things that are changing right now for people, like both as a result of quarantine and in spite of just during quarantine and typical coping mechanisms aren't always available. And we always, you know, kind of have a choice. Um, I recently heard that one of the biggest drains on our reserves and our energy and this is like vis-a-vis -vis, like regarding self-care, right? One of your biggest energy drains is your attitude. Like if you're looking at the world like everything is rotten and everyone is out to get you, 
that is the reality you're going to experience. And I say that not saying that you wish that upon yourself. I'm just saying that like what you look for is what you find. What you focus on is what grows. And I've known that just like in my life. So very true, (laughs) truly, um, just from lived experience, but also like the, one of the things that successful people have shared with me a lot. And I, and I think a lot to my leak actually on Instagram, uh, she's really amazing. She's a black entrepreneur. She created Curlbox, and she talks a lot about the real life experience of success. And she's like, a lot of people hate me. A lot of people drag me on the internet, but you know, I'm not letting it slow me down. And so I think part of that attitude is what I mean by Christmas Eve mindset. Like when I mean, like anticipate what's happening, like experience the joy and excitement of what's next. It's like in spite of the haters, in spite of like the detractors, in spite of the uncertainty, in spite of the sadness, like, you know, still get to experience that anticipation, that joy. Um, I went to an amazing seminar this past weekend online that was supposed to be in person last month. And I'm so grateful we got to have it anyway. Um, I learned so much. And like by the end of the weekend, I was hearing people talking about their experience in quarantine and how everything feels the same all the time. And I'm like, wow, my life just got different again. Like (laughs) I just keep growing and doing all these fun things that grow me. Um, So one of the most impactful things I learned this weekend was um, the feeling tone difference of anticipation versus expectation. Um, and really cultivating anticipation rather than expecting stuff. Because expectations, basically, I learned this in recovery, but expectations lead to disappointment, like, pretty much all the time. If you look at a, a time when you're disappointed or betrayed, it's because you had expectations about someone else's behavior. Um, and you don't have any control over other people. And part of, like, living a happy life is releasing control over other people. And um, people, places, things, all those stuff. Like, coronavirus, you don't have any control over it. Um But you do have control over how much news you consume, how you take care of yourself, and what attitude you have, your perspective. Um, And you can't shift. I learned this a lot from studying Abraham Hicks. um, But you can't just shift your your feeling from, like, um, really depressed to pretty good, right? Like, you have to go from really depressed to, like, only a little sad, you know? And then from only a little sad to just, like, maybe performatively emo. And then... From performatively emo, you could go to like neutral blah. And then from neutral blah, you could go to like interest peaked, um, may click on the live but will not heart. Um, and then from like that, you could get to like maybe good. Um, and then you could go from that to like smiling willfully. And then you could go from that to like a giggle or a laugh or a dance or a hooray, right? Like that's all like incremental feelings. And that's how feelings want to flow when you want to shift your feelings. Don't try to go from like blah to, um, I don't know, what's a really vibrant thing on Instagram live? Like, oh, from that to inviting yourself to be on someone's live and really fangirl out. How's that? Um, So all that to say, this is an offering of what has been really working for me lately and what's really been coming through to me is just thinking about how I can treat life like a honeymoon period and just always be excited about the new exciting things that are happening. Um, and like, you know, cause the honeymoon period, I was talking about hormones. Um, honeymoon periods are like hormones plus like excitement over the newness of something awesome. Um, and that's a new relationship, right? New relationship energy. It's really intoxicating. Um, and so I just think that's something that's possible for us if we are willing to look for it. Um, and I think part of the being willing to look for it is, um, knowing that big things going to come, right? Like I read this book about, um, 
creating a, a wealth consciousness mindset. And um, one of the things they suggested to do, it was very biblical, y'all. You know, I, I, I'm here for, for Jesus and. Um, but it was like whenever you're feeling stressed about money, imagine uh, Moses striking uh, the Red Sea and opening it up. And imagine how, like, freaked out everyone was walking through the Red Sea. Um, but somehow the Red Sea stayed up. You're waiting for your Moses moment, right? Like with your finances. So it's it was like that was a teaching. It's, it's just a way to like get out of that panic that I think some of us can get into when we're um, when we're stressed, right? Um, or you know, on the brink with finances, which I know some of y'all are, and I just have so much compassion for you. Like it's so uncertain, it's so hard. Um, but yeah, like kind of living in faith and like trusting all needs met, like even in unexpected ways, like has been really helpful for me. Um, and it's really enabled me to stop dwelling on it so much. Like about six months ago, I was dwelling on my like financial situation constantly and it wasn't making it better and it wasn't making my life better. And now I like use this like metaphor of just expecting like this big moment in my life, right? It, whatever happens, like whatever windfall, um, is coming. Right. But not like banking on a windfall also, you know, doing a lot of things too, um, and creating a lot of things. But like having that like anticipation of something big, but also a delight in all the little things. Because another crucial element to like building a wealth mindset is um, really enjoying what you have and appreciating what you have. So I've done a lot of work um, thinking about something every day that I'm appreciating and um, going into like I do it on my Instagram stories. I talk about something. I have a theme every month. This month is May magic. I'm really looking for the magic in every day. And it's fun to look for the magic. It does help me like really get playful and excited about my life and the cool things that happen, even the little things. And I'll tell you what, it's lilac season. And I am obsessed with lilacs. I did not know how good I was going to have it. And like here in this little garden at the cottage, I'm subletting, which by the way, I got an extension for my landlady to move out. And that was so great because I, uh, was my back hurt. I was like, shoot, how am I going to move this week? So I don't have to move till next week anyway, but there's a lilac bush. So I got to stay here during lilac season. I love sticking my little face in a lilac and smelling it. It's such a beautiful one of a kind experience that only happens once a year. I'm so grateful for it. And it, it really delights me to that level every day. And like, you know, just allow yourself to get excited about little stuff. Even when big stuff is like looming and on the macro, it feels like everything is terrible. Like if you can zoom in on the micro and just find like a crack in the sidewalk with a flower growing through it, something that reminds you of someone who's passed away, who loved you, something that is like a delightful circumstance that's making your life a little easier. Just like rest in that as much as you can, knowing that more will come. And that's that Christmas Eve mentality, always expecting something delightful anticipating, not expecting to like anticipating to like, yes, yes, we're getting into that. So just, that was just really what was on my heart to share. Um, I hope you all out there are safe and comfortable in quarantine. Um, some of my favorite self-care lately has been chatting with my friends on the phone. Um, it's really been good to catch up and make connections with folks and just really be present to who they are now. And it's so like, I've talked to people I went to college with. I've talked to people, I talked to the person that I lost my virginity to. I think virginity is a construct, but whatever. It was my choice at the time to believe that it was virginity. Um, but I never told her <laughs> that I hadn't done sex before. <laughs> and, um, I was a late bloomer. I was 21. Um, but was I 20? I think I was, no, I was 21. Um, anyway, but I never told her. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and then I talked to her on the phone. I didn't tell her again. So, you know, like, <laughs> it's just like, it's all these things. You just get to connect with folks. I talked to a friend from high school who, like, um, told me uh, it was the best compliment ever, actually. She's like, you sound like this couple I know who uh, are multimillionaires. And I was like, oh, actually, that's a real compliment because I've been working hard on my wealth mindset and thinking about the way I think and talk about money and business. Um, and so anyway, I'm just like delighted connecting with folks and like getting to um, get to know people more in this later stage of life uh, or middle stage of life, I guess, later stage of my life, later than ever before. Um, but I just want to encourage you out there, like you're not getting any younger, like literally today that's the youngest you're ever going to be from now on. Um, and you can change like a little bit every day. It doesn't have to be a ton, just a little bit, just be a little better. Like, you know, pick a thing, a thing you can do, a thing that's easy and just start doing it and do it for like, I mean, if you read the, the scientific stuff, people say either three weeks or 66 days. I go for 66 days and then I do, I try to do something else. So now my latest habit is journaling that I'm adding to the, to my, uh, my fleet of things I do. And I found myself the other night, um, quoting an Ani DeFranco song in my journal. Um, so it was simultaneously 1998 and 2020. And, um, but I quoted, um, how pleased can one sunsetting make you if you humble yourself to it? And I didn't understand those words 20 years ago and the way I understand them now with like a real robust mindfulness practice and access to nature like I've never had before. So yeah, I cry at sunsets regularly, like basically every day. So, um, you know, like I, I let things be good when they're good. And I'm also, you know, as a person who still aspires to have kids, really, really appreciating every moment of silence I'm gifted because I know that when I'm a mom, <laughs> it's not going to be quiet for quite some time. I know from my friends and getting to connect with them. And I love every, every minute of hearing that chaos because it's, you know, something I'm excited for. So anyway, that's it. I hope out there you know that you are wonderful. You are chosen for exactly why you're here and your biggest dreams on your heart are not there of your own creation. And you are totally going to be helped just by taking just one little step every day. You will get supernatural help. This is a wild time astrologically, uh, emotionally, like our in our world history, like this time will never come again. This is a very specific age that we're in. And imagine the support you have behind the scenes to like endeavor anything that your heart desires, whatever you want to take on. Um, anyway, I love you so much. We'll talk next week. Thanks for tuning in.